When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Get in the know, non-stop Vikings talk. It's Purple Daily on Score North and scorenorth.com. Welcome in to a little Feedback Friday episode here of Purple Daily, presented by our friends at Surly Brewing Company and also TCL. Enjoy uh, more of the things you love with TCL, which is one of the world's best-selling consumer electronics brands. They have a new lineup of award-winning TVs delivering the most entertainment with stunning resolution, all at an affordable cost. Uh, Like I said, enjoy more of the things you love with TCL. Learn more at TCL.com. Hello, Judd Zolgad. You enjoyed your first Surly since your appendectomy last night at the Gophers blowout of uh, New Mexico State. Tell the audience how your first taste of Surly was in nearly two weeks. Oh, I'm going to tell you right now. The Logic Bomb was delicious. Two weeks, two weeks without any Surly, and I'm going to tell you what, mm. Bill Mackey, that is absolutely two weeks too long. And so I rectified the problem I, by bringing my Surly uh, before I die, a couple cans of that, and, and then a six-pack of, uh, of my summertime favorite, which has been the Logic Bomb, and it was all delicious. Football season is here, and you know what that means, Phil? That means it is time for for surly that can be a furious logic bomb the supreme the fall beers they are all absolutely delicious and as always we appreciate our friends at surly for uh, sponsoring us here at purple daily show us your cans at jay zolgad on twitter or heck show us your taps if you're in the bar show us your cans uh so this is a Feedback Friday edition of Purple Dilly. Uh, we sent our guy Dex to the cabin for a long weekend so he can get prepared for football season to start. 27 holes of golf today yes. on Friday. 27 holes of golf. Who does yes. that? He's going to be – it's it, man. Anytime you can play more than 18, it's uh, it's quite the day. So so we'll, uh, we'll keep an eye on uh, Declan's alcohol consumption on the golf course over 27 <laughs> holes. But in the meantime, let's get to your comments, concerns, questions, critiques – of the show, of the Vikings, we we like to turn the show over to you guys here on Fridays for Feedback Friday. And we'll start with David Winter here via the Scorn Earth app. You can always send us stuff through the Scorn Earth app. We just hit uh, 10,000 followers on TikTok, all of the comment sections we are monitoring. But he says, let me get this straight. The Vikings get rid of Kellen Mond and Sean Mannion. Okay, understandable. But then they go get Nick Mullins and David Blau. That's how yeah. you pronounce it, right? David Blau? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. How is that any better? Why don't they call Cam Newton, bring him in? He's only 33 years old, played in the Super Bowl. I know he's not what he used to be, but I'd trust him more than the other four guys. Uh, just mentioned you guys can make – can you make sense of this? I'm at a loss here. Uh, absolutely, I can. Um, so, yes, 
Mannion and Mond washed out. They were bad. And and I give him credit. Kevin O'Connell, in his press conference on Thursday to talk about the cuts with uh, with Quazy alongside, basically said what we have been saying on this show for a long time. And I feel I feel like fans are like, oh, you guys are you or you're being dramatic. But he said this, and he's right. Putting Kellen Mond into a game would be unfair to Kellen Mond and the team. But um, so here's the fine line that the Vikings walk. And this this fine line has been walked by um, Spielman and Zimmer, and now it's going to be walked by Kwesi and also KOC, Phil. And it's this. You are not going to bring in what you consider to be a, a possible replacement for Kirk Cousins if he struggles. I mean, that is flat out, look at this thing. For how long has, has this tracked like that? And so if you and, – and look, so – I don't know if Cam has much left at this point. So I'm not e- even saying that Cam would be the guy. But I will tell you this right now. This team has never, since signing Cousins in 2018, brought in what you would think is, okay, that guy should start because Kirk is playing bad. And that is just the way it's going to be. Right or wrong? And I think it might be wrong. But anyway, um, it's been made very clear that Kirk Cousins will not – his job will not be threatened as long as he is the starting quarterback for the Vikings. I think it's that simple. That's actually a good segue into this next piece of feedback here from Chris Tendall. And I, and I will say, just to be just on the on the question that David asked, mm-hmm. David Blau isn't necessarily better than I, I think. I do think I would trust David Blau in a game more than Kellen Mond and Sean Mannion. But you're not. You're probably not winning a game that David Blau starts. The Lions, they played five games with Blau as a starter in 2019. They went 0-5 in those games, and he was not good. But um, Nick Mullins is on a different level. Nick Mullins isn't Kirk Cousins, but he has won games before. You know, the guy threw for like 4,500 yards in his first 17 starts. Right. So there's, there, there's I, mean, he, I think he has a game where he threw for like 290 and three touchdowns or something. A couple years ago. So, like, there, yeah. there's a guy in there with Nick Mullins that can win an NFL football game. He can help you go 2-2 two and two or 1-3 and three over a month when the other three guys don't. So, there's a Nick Mullins is on a different level than Blau, Mond, and Mannion. And Blau was a practice squad guy, too. So, he, he was not yes. signed to the, the actual 53-man roster. Uh, and I think if Mannion had agreed to come back or Mond had cleared uh, the, the waiver process, that one of those two easily could have been brought back but it's practice squad. So yes, yeah, it's not like it's not like the depth chart now is Cousins, Mullins, Blau. Yeah. Blau is just there. It basically if all hell breaks loose, he's on on the practice squad, but yeah, no one would count on him to actually I don't think win a game. I agree. With you. Chris Tendall here in the Score North app says, "Listen to the Sean Mannion discussion with Doogie and I have even more cynical and likely theory for why Kirk wanted him on the roster so bad, meaning Mannion. Much more has been made about how good Mannion is in the room as a second coach, which I can believe, but I also think what Kirk valued even more was a backup that was absolutely no threat to his job. Possibly he saw it and went with a... Possibly because he saw it with RG3, you know, kind of in in the reverse, and... um, Kirk was the lower drafted backup who took his job. Love you guys. Also went to a, also a West Coast longtime Vikings fan in Pacifica, California. My first jersey was Tommy Kramer. My first favorite player yes. was Anthony Carter. My first nice. favorite player was Anthony Carter as well. Nice, Very cool. Kirk 
Kramer. So, uh, I mean, what do you think? Do you think Kirk consciously and insecurely just wants no threat behind him in that quarterback room? You know, so here's what's tough. I can't speak for Kirk, but I can say, say this, and it's probably just as important. I think the perception of Kirk's employers is that we don't want to threaten Kirk. Now, I'd love to know more about that. But, like, I would love to ask that question to, like, uh, uh, Spielman, Quazy, or O'Connell and get an honest, truthful answer from that one. Yeah. Um, but, yes, I think there is a definite perception um, that starts with Kirk that, yeah, he doesn't – if he struggles, he he would – the perception is he would feel threatened enough that they don't want a viable, hey, switch to Cam or switch to take – Take your pick of um, capable potential starting guys. Flacco. Like if if he was, I don't think the Vikings would ever sign a Joe Flacco type to back up Kirk for fear that that would threaten Kirk. Yes, Mm -hmm. I think that that is accurate. And that goes back to that slappy from the Calgary Stampeders who came here and worked out and basically said, I want to take Kirk's job. And the Vikings are like, okay, you're done. Like that's so a very weird, weird exchange. That's a very weird exchange. And you know what? The guy might have sucked, but I mean, dude had put up some stats. So like, and 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 it's not like he came from some weird league that you know people didn't know about, and was just full of bravado. So yeah, I think that there's a definite discussion on the feeling that Kirk needs to be made comfortable. What's kind of funny is, you know, Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady both got better when their teams drafted a first and second round quarterback to potentially replace them in the future. Right? Jimmy Garoppolo came in as like a second round pick and Tom Brady's like, screw that. I mean, I'll, I guess I'll hang out with him in the meeting room, but I'm not going anywhere. And Aaron Rodgers put together back-to-back MVP campaigns to stick it to the Packers front office. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I think, I think just generally they're trying to do as much as they can, both the new regime and to some extent the old regime, but they never took it to the full extent that Kevin O'Connell is in terms of making Kirk feel comfortable. They just want to make him comfortable. They just want to, he, you know, he's, he's not the most self-assured guy. He's not the alpha self-assured guy that you might see with Brady or Russell Wilson or Patrick Mahomes. And so you're trying to, you're, you're kind of trying to prop him up a little bit. Uh, Kenneth Cook via the Scorn of Fab says, hi, my name is Kenneth. I live in Arizona with my wife. We work in Nevada just across the river and I am originally from Minnesota the first 14 years of my life. Found your station via YouTube, and I love your shows. Thank you. To all of you who have just stumbled into us on YouTube, that's we love hearing that. As guys who grinded AM radio for years and years, and and like we had so many conversations for years about how, man, like how do we reach people that aren't, you know, all due respect, 55-year-old men that are just listening to AM radio, and we'll... We'll take you guys, too. We appreciate you listening to our show. But it's kind of funny that putting our stuff on YouTube the last few years, it's like, oh, there's this whole sea of people that consumes content in this way. Okay. Yep. Amen. Uh, e. Felt via the Scornorth app says, Emir Smith-Marset to the Bears. Of course. Looks like the Chicago Vikings get revenge in week five. How worried are you that the Bears in the division just picked up a potential hidden gem of a wide receiver? Didn't they get Armand Watts, too? Yes, they did. Uh, I'm not concerned because I think the Bears are going to, on purpose, be awful. So I'm not worried about that. Um, again, I just, to go back to this entire thing, Amir Smith-Marset might be a Pro Bowl player. He might wash out and stink. I'm just surprised that that he was waived w- with all of the choices of guys who I think might not 
have been claimed. But yeah, I, I firmly expected that the Packers or Bears would claim him. And you know what? I got no proof that he's not going to be a good receiver. He struggled at punt returns. But we've talked about this a thousand times, Phil. One, that's a really tough job. That's a tough job. Two, he was being asked, as far as I know, to do it for the first time. And, like, that's not just, uh, hey, in four weeks I've become an expert punt return guy. Like, it's one thing to return kickoffs where where you're standing there if you come out of the end zone and, and the ball is, you know, end over end. We're talking about a spiraling football coming down from the ceiling of the stadium and and you've got to secure that thing with a guy on top of you and then possibly take off. If they, at the end of the day, said, okay, ISM can't return punts, so he's going to be waived, I fundamentally think that's a mistake. Now, if they said he's dropping balls in practice and he's not good, which I did not see, but if that's the case, I get, I get it more. Um, he's the one guy from that 2021 draft class that personally I thought, they're just cutting Spielman guys at some point to cut them. I would not have waived him. I, I will go back to you have three backup tackles. Oli Udo, in my opinion, clears waivers. But so maybe they wanted – it, it might just be that philosophically they want 10 linemen. And so it, it like we could say that well, Oli Udo is not very good, but – Right. Okay, then it would have been someone else would have been the 10th lineman that that, that, that – it wasn't like a lineman or Emir Smith Marset. They were maybe they stood firm saying we need ten offensive linemen. I don't disagree with that. Uh, the problem with that thought process is now you're one you you don't play your first game until a week from Sunday. Two, the roster construction is in constant flux until then. So so like I could have easily um, kept kept Smith Marset waived Oli gotten him through probably the process there, added a 10th guy back. Like, the roster construction idea to me is constantly changing and uh, potentially evolving and is incredibly fluid. And so I think I think a few of their moves might be guys who are new at what they're doing, Yeah, not exactly understanding the process completely. That does not mean they're screwing up. Please do not tweet me and say, I think, you know, all these guys are bad. I'm not down on them, but there is definitely a learning curve. I'm also curious here, just quickly too, Phil. I'm very curious. I have started, and, and I got a tweet about this, and I tend to agree with it. There are definitely some Ryan Grigson fingerprints on some moves, and I'm going to tell you right now. Oh, wow, I'm a little skeptical. Of Greasy Grigson fingerprints. Just I see some no, but but I mean you know Quazy's new and Quazy, his press con the press conference that he did with with uh, KOC Thursday was interesting. Quazy's definitely th- that entire USA Today the Rams comment and and Cousins thing has gotten him gun shy. Like, he was yeah. a different guy at that podium. And I'm just saying, I think Grigson here is here to provide advice, which is fine. But it's not like he had a great GM career. And so, like, I wouldn't just default and say, well, if Grigson's deciding it, it's great. So I'm just, I'm poking some holes in some things that seem a little bit odd to me at times. That press conference was interesting. That Both KOC and Quasi looked just very sullen. You know, they just, I think they were trying to Quasi convey... definitely did, Yes. Yeah, they tried to, I think, convey that it's been a very difficult week because we love all these players, and I couldn't tell if they were just trying to make it so that, hey, we're trying to be respectful to the players that we 
that we cut, and so we don't want to come up here and be all jubilant. Sure. Some other people were speculating that it looked like they just got done fighting. Maybe mommy and daddy were oh, fighting over something. That maybe they had. Maybe there was some roster disagreements. This pure, total, reckless, pure I speculation. I love it. I love that speculation. That's but great. that's going to happen, right? This is this is the thing yeah. that's interesting. Is that these guys both come in, they're very likable. They're they they're charismatic guys. I think they've impressed pretty much everyone. You know, they've impressed like 90% of Vikings fans. You okay there? <laughs> I, my, my headphones fell off. I was taking a sip of Diet Coke. I was very Roycey-like. Taking a sip of Furious. Either um, way. And I think yeah. at some point, it's very natural for those guys to argue about the roster. There, there's going to be a player that Kevin wants to keep and Quasey doesn't. Or or maybe Quasey sees something analytically in Jalen Rager. And Kevin says, I've seen enough of him in the first two years to know that he's not reliable. And But no, but we're... Analytically, we need to make this. Like, and I don't. I'm not saying they disagreed about Jalen Rager. I'm just saying at some point they are going to disagree. At some point there are going to be lost games and tension. How do they handle? They, they've been great at handling all the positive stuff so far. Building yes. a new culture, getting players to buy in, everyone feeling good, right? But when you butt heads in the war room and you lose two or three games in a row, what then? That's that's the thing that we haven't seen much of yet. And I, I thought KOC's um, comments at that presser were, for the most part, insightful and good. Like he seemed comfortable. Yes, he he seemed he seemed like he, he was trying to pass along that the process was tough, which you know I'm sure the process is tough. Uh, but his his comments were insightful enough, and like he seemed comfortable. Crazy. I I think the USA Today piece really set him back. And mm-hmm. I think what and I think where he got a talking to big time. Um, and where, where he's become, I I think it's fair to say right now, gun shy about comments, is the Rams comment. So the Cousins thing, I think he probably got a talking to, but he was not wrong. And, and like what he tried to lay out in the Cousins comments to me was incredibly fair. Um, the Rams thing was a mistake. Like, like it's fine to say, you know, some teams if you don't name the team, some teams have done this and like, we're going to do this and this is how we see things. But when you say, I think the, I think the quote was, I don't want to go full on Rams. Yes. That's going to get, why, why don't you, it worked. Right. But, but he's he's kind of lucky that the Rams and I, I don't know how it landed with the Rams, but didn't you hear that, that there had to, there was a couple couple conversations had to be had. Well, I heard that. I heard the head coach called the Rams GM to uh, apologize, and and I think it's Les Need was like, for what? I mean, the Rams <laughs> yeah. don't care. They got a Lombardi Trophy, yeah. but um, but I'm yeah. just saying going going full Rams. By the way, <laughs> yeah. Well, and and you know what? A lot of those trades were smart, but I'm just saying, Quasi's demeanor and attitude towards public comments have 1,000 percent changed since the day that that piece came out. Man, that's too bad. A lot of people are going to blame the media, right? See, the media, t- no, he said what he said. I love that he said it. He wasn't wrong about anything. I think he was a little wrong about the Rams because the. I think what he's essentially saying is, boy, the Rams went all in. Yeah. That probably only works a small percentage of the time, and then you're left with nothing and a rebuild with no assets. So it's risky. We'd rather not be that risky. We'd rather give ourselves a chance five different times than yep. push all those chips in. And and that makes sense. But, you know, I it's tough because when he says interesting things, we're going to talk about it. I hope that he finds some comfort in the middle somewhere where he can at least give you something and be himself to the media. 
and um, and not backtrack when he tells the truth. Like the things he said about cousins, he was trying to walk it back. Like, well, I, I no, I was just talking generally. Right. No, dude, you 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 were using we, and you were everyone knows what you were saying, and I don't think anyone really disagrees. Yeah, you don't have Patrick Mahomes or Tom right. Brady, and that's fine. Um, but yep. um, man, yeah, hopefully. Who do you think? I think it was like Mark Wilf that probably had to sit him down and say, "All right, we can't be." Can't be um, or... Oh boy, yeah, yeah, maybe. Uh, I think he was probably sat down by Brzezinski and Grigson, though, who are NFL veteran execs. And I mean, Rob is incredibly smart. Uh, and I think he was probably told, "You don't ever talk about opposing teams. Like, like you can allude to what they're doing, and you don't like, but you never name them." And the Kirk thing, we just don't know because, you know, again, to, to get back to the question, Kirk is sensitive enough where I'm sure that there was some fallout concern about, oh, my God, how's Kirk going to to take this? I mean, Kirk is seen as, right or wrong, the favorite child in that building, right? And so when you're flat out saying we don't have Mahomes, which he's exactly right about, but when you flat out say that, I'm sure there's a concern about, oh, my God, Kirk's going to see this and he's not going to process it well, blah, blah, blah. Um, I just think we're in for, I think we're in for Quasi not saying really much at, at all for a good six months. And then yeah. maybe, um, but O'Connell, O'Connell also appears to be comfortable enough at the podium that it's not going to be absolutely essential for Quasi to spill his, his guts. I just, I was hoping that we would definitively get more than Spielman gave us, which I felt like we were doing until that piece appeared and now it's changed. In fairness here too, I mean, Kevin O'Connell has so many more reps talking to the media because he oh, was yeah. an offensive coordinator and every week he's doing a press conference with the Rams last year. How many more press conferences has he done? OTA, mini and he did TV. Like he's, yep, he's done, You're right. he's done a ton of stuff. So, um, yeah, it'll be interesting to kind of see. Uh, one more thing on this. I mean, the, the awkwardness too of, Quasi having to sit down with cousins before training camp and explain the USA Today article, which yeah. they did have a conversation about it, and Kirk kind of brushed it off like, ah, I, I know how they feel about me, whatever. But you know, when that that's one of the first conversations you have to have before the season is, hey, I, I said some things that could be construed as ripping you. We love you. We believe in you. It's just not yes. it's not what you want to be doing going into training camp. But you know. It'll all play out. All right. Uh, Marissa of the North here via the Score North app says, uh, she says, hey, in a couple of days, I will be flying to Sweden for an Arctic expedition. Your airplane story, Phil, and how you uh, about how you contracted COVID has me on high <laughs> alert. Thanks for sharing your experience. I will be employing my strongest defense. Uh, yeah, I finally tested negative yesterday. So tw- 12 days of testing positive and I would say like nine days of either aggressive or moderate symptoms in the last few days. I'm finally, finally better. So don't ever allow, you know what? The seats are the seats. The assigned seats are the seats. Yeah. Just in general, just, just stop trying to stay in your seat. Yeah. Just stay in your lane, stay in your seat. Uh, we have, okay. There's a whole category here. We're going to get to from our, there's, some current and and potential cabinet members here as we expand our Purple Daily and Vikings Twitter cabinet. But uh, let's first shout out our friends over at Prize Picks. So the season is upon us. The first game is on Thursday night, and then the, the Vikings yes. obviously play this weekend, next weekend. So Prize Picks is such an easy way to play daily fantasy. You pick between two and five players and an over-under on their projections, and you can win up to 10 times on any entry. 
and they offer every major sport. So NFL, NBA, you got Major League Baseball going on, you know, PGA just ended, but MMA. So you can actually run mixed sport entries where you take the over on Cousins yardage or something, and then you take the the over on uh, Carlos Correa hits or RBIs or whatever it is. <laughs> Use the promo code NORTH, and Prize Picks will match your first deposit up to a hundred dollars. Check out the Prize Picks app or the website PrizePicks.com. Promo code NORTH. Uh, also, hello to our friends at Finch Home Solutions. Who we just got a night. Someone sent us a. Yeah, five star review on Google or something that had a great experience. A Purple Daily listener uh, exactly. with Finch Home Solutions. Yes, and here's here's what makes them great. Okay, electronical problems. Nobody nobody wants to go near them because this can cause problems. I'll be as simple as possible here. You do not want to burn your house down, right? Like this is not like oh I'm going to get an extension cord. We're talking about electronical pr- problems. Uh, the the fine folks at Finch uh, can take care of them. Everything from faulty outlets to flickering lights to installing or repairing electronical panels. And now now you're saying, but I mean, Judd, that's expensive. I mean, what am I going to do here? Finch is offering a free home safety inspection to all Purple Daily fans. Free home safety inspections. So if you got a problem here or there and you're like, I don't know about this, well, they will come out because you you are a fan of PD and they will check it out for free. 612-357-2604. 612-357-2604 or online finchhomesolutions.com finchhomesolutions.com join the growing list of people who have been very happy that they visited that website all right feedback friday continuing here on purple daily and the purple daily chief bar food officer Derek duncan this is, is chiming in with some bar food recommendations up in northern minnesota so he has sent uh, a round of sort of four different places and some bar food. So if you're within striking distance of the area here, definitely write these down, all right? Just let me know when your mouth starts watering here, Judd. All right. Number one, the duck wontons at Mission Tavern in Merrifield, Minnesota. I have had those duck wontons. And? I actually met Derek at the bar at, uh, at Mission Tavern, and it was one of the best bar food appetizers I've ever had in my life. Really? Absolutely bonkers. So they are wontons stuffed with bits of duck, bacon, creamy cheese, and sweet and spicy Thai dipping sauce. Dude, okay. just legendary. Yeah, you got me. You got legendary. me right there. All right, yeah. number two from our chief bar food officer, Derek Duncan. The Reuben Sandwich and Bloody Mary at the Wharf in Cross Lake, Minnesota. So the Bloody Mary has sausage and shrimp. I'm a sucker for just loading up things in the Bloody Mary. Are like you? Just, just cheese, meats. If there's a Bloody Mary bar, I'm the guy that like puts nine different things in there. I just I want like a Dude, full that's a meal in my Bloody Mary. Yeah, that's a meal. You can get bacon in there too. It's great. I know. See. And uh, and the Reuben with big chunks of corned beef, like like brisket chunks of corned beef. Love mm. a good Reuben. Love a good Reuben. Fantastic. Good. So good. Number three, the half pound jalapeno popper burger at the Pickle Loon Saloon. Uh, and I guess there's three of these. There's Emily, there's Grand Rapids, and St. Cloud, the Pickle Loon Saloon. So this is a jalapeno-infused cream cheese, cheese curds, bacon with raspberry sauce, lettuce, and tomato, all between two buns on top of a burger. Ooh. Dude. Okay. I, I need, you know what I need with that? A big surly. <laughs> a big old surly, because I think that... That thing might flame the taste buds. Man. And then uh, number four here, the walleye tacos at Lucky's Tavern in Pequot Lakes. Walleye fillets with creamy sauce and Southwest salsa in flour tortillas. And 
Oh. Derek adds in the notes that Lucky serves surly beer, and he says, so now I have found my new favorite watering hole in Pequot Lakes. Oh, that sounds outstanding. Dude. That sounds really good. Man, Derek, nice work, man. Inject this into my veins. Nice I feel like we should have we played uh, some of this music as I read yeah, all of read, those. Read uh, the last one again. Just I'll read you the, the half-pound jalapeno popper burger at the Pickled Loon Saloon. Jalapeno-infused cream cheese, cheese curds, bacon with raspberry sauce oh, dripping yeah. down the side. Oh, Lettuce and tomato. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah, put that plate down. <laughs> put that plate down right now. So uh, there it is. All right, yeah, keep keep those coming. I would say keep those coming every month if you want, Derek. We'll, uh, the we'll cabinet's oblige. doing well here, man. And it might be expanding here. So Michael Bellows via the Score North app says, since the position of CEO is already taken by Phil, I'd like to apply for the job of COF, the chief old fart, 60 years a Vikings fan and still suffering. Well, Michael, I think uh, that's all we need for a resume. The fact that you've been a suffering Vikings fan for 60 years, you are hereby the chief old fart of Vikings Twitter and of Purple Daily. Very nice. Michael Bellows, Very... well, welcome Michael. to the cabinet. Michael, welcome aboard. So what? what is the cabinet at right now? As Let's far see as here. Well, we might, be, we might be adding a few more here based on the feedback, but we've got our, uh, our CEO. That's me. That's you, CEO of that. Matt, Judd, you you're have, in the cabinet, but we don't have a title for you yet. Have you figured out your title? Uh, you know what? I'm floating around right now. I'm not quite sure yet. You're a special advisor to the CEO yes. as of right now, yes. I guess. Yes, I, I am a highly paid consultant. The greatest <laughs> job on earth, a consultant. So our if things click, go wrong, I can get out. Our clickbait officer is Declan. Yep. Our chief meme officer is Jason Barnett. The QB wins ambassador is Eric Eager from Pro Football Focus. The regional manager of Midwest Mock Draft Scouting, Iowa region, is Mario Rossi. Okay. The president of draft operations, both football and beer, is Tyler Fornis. The uh, chief bar food officer is Derek Duncan. The okay. vice president of operations for women over 40 who used to know the words to go into Miami in 1998 is Stephanie Churchill. Okay. Um. And then I believe we also added the vice president of the Southern Tennessee Division of Heartbroken Fans, Jim Bicknell. And we got a few more here. I'm just going to read through some of the feedback here because we might be adding more here. Kristen Kuhn via the Score North app says, Hey, Phil, first time I've written in, but I've been an avid fan of the show since January. After seeing the podcast on Saturday on YouTube, I would like to submit my application for the official Purple Daily Music Director or whatever title you want to come up with. Not sure what this job would entail, but I feel like music is the way to get people pumped up and motivated for games and to cheer for our favorite Vikings. My qualifications include being an elementary music educator for over 20 years and a lifelong oh. Vikings fan. Oh, yeah. Thank you for the opportunity to be involved in your cabinet and your consideration of my application. Love the show. You, Jugs, Declan, uh, all make being a Vikings fan so much more fun. First of all, I think your DJ name, uh, Kristen Kuhn, is going to be DJ K Squared. So when you're actually out yeah. and about, and you're, you know, maybe you're DJing for, you know, the pregame festivities, you are D you are here by DJ K Squared. And John, I think uh, we do have an opening for Vice President of Purple Daily Music Operations. And so, well, now it's filled, Kristen. Yeah, congratulations. It's that easy. Well, you got to send in. You know, she sent in her resume, right? She's right. been a music educator for over 20 years, lifelong Vikings fan, and we have, a, we have a vice president job open. So there you go. I love this cabinet. just continues to grow. 
Uh, Dylan Ray via the Score North app says, I would like to apply for a position within the Score North and Purple Daily Cabinet. I'm a regular listener and a commenter on YouTube. I've been on Ventline twice. Never miss a day consuming the content. I think I am best suited as a chief brand officer of odd and oddly specific takes. Some of my credentials include live tweeting the first half of the third preseason game, <laughs> paying specific attention to Ryan Wright's holds. Uh, on one of my Ventline appearances, we actually dove into disc golf. I'm hoping that one day I can get on Write That Down to showcase my specificity. Thank you for the consideration. Love the content. Keep grinding it out. Thanks, Dylan. You know, Dylan, I think... I think we should make you the chief disc golf officer. That's like a, a whole wing of the company that's unexplored yeah, here. That's a lot it's of a, fun. It's a great hobby. So yep. I think Dylan Ray is now the chief disc golf officer of Vikings Twitter and Purple Daily. Does that work for you? Congratulations. Absolutely. Yeah. Beautiful. Uh, amazing. Okay. Uh, and then uh, Tim Hamill via the Scornorth app says, Hey, longtime Purple Daily listener, way back to the Matthew Collar days when he used to host the show. Oh, yeah. I'm coming at you from Los Angeles. I'm writing to you first to express an interest in a no-show cabinet position in Vikings Twitter's West Coast operations, like the kind of job where I get a card key, but the interns can borrow my cubicle because I'm pretty much never there. I love this. <laughs> All right. I love this that. guy so far. Secondly, I just bought a ticket and booked my trip to Minneapolis for week one against the Packers. This will be my nice. third time going to a home game. I'm originally from Connecticut, so no geographical connection to the Vikings but I fell in love watching Anthony Carter when I was seven. Uh, even though all my other favorite sports teams are New York teams, I am considering making this trip to Minneapolis as an ultimate sports viewing experience. Twins and Gophers both have home games that weekend. United are on the road, unfortunately, but do you think I should try to make it happen? Uh, I get in town on that Friday morning. If I did make it happen, would this make me a lock for a position in the Vikings Twitter cabinet? Uh, let's start with the cabinet here. First of all, it's tough because if you're going to be in the C level, we do need you in the office and we need you contributing a little bit more often. So I think we can make you a senior advisor for West Coast Vikings operations. Yeah, West Coast. Yeah, exactly. A senior right. advisor. You can yes. just kind of swing by the office in home your sandals. Based. Yeah. He's home based. Yeah. No, that's great. Yeah. It, it, and you can work remotely too, just yes. so you know. Right. If you can stop in the office like once a month just to make sure that you dust off, you know, the shelving and, and stuff, just make it look clean. I love this. Uh, so, Tim Hamill, you are hereby the senior advisor for West Coast Vikings operations of Purple Daily and Vikings Twitter. So, here's my advice. So, he's what does he say what, what time he's going to arrive on Friday? Uh, I think it says Friday morning sometime. Okay. I would try and uh, take in the Twins game on Friday night. Um, to be honest with you, that gopher game, it's going to be a, it should be just a, a, a slaughter. So, I probably wouldn't concern myself with that. I, I would use. I'd go Twins game Friday. If, if you have activities b beyond sports, perhaps going to Surly Brewing. I do that on Saturday because I don't think the Saturday. I think I think you should use that a as a day for for yourself. Here's and here's here's an idea because I, I agree. I don't, you don't want to sit in that. You don't want to sit in that. The Gophers are playing like Western Illinois. Or yeah, something. it's not gonna be. Yeah. You're gonna not gonna be a great game. But what you could do is you could hang out around campus. You could go to the Nadine Babu tailgate in the Sky Yuma lot. Sorry, Nadine, oh. I'm putting strangers in there. your tailgate now. Judd will be there. Yeah. Um, go to go to Surly for a little food, a little drink. Maybe go you know bum around. You can even go to a campus bar. Is Stubborn Herbs still open? Oh yeah. So go 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 to a classic like Stubborn Herbs down the street from the stadium. And then what I would do this is my own personal preference, especially if it's nice out. It's beautiful in September in Minneapolis. 
Go down, go check out like the St. Anthony main area. There's a bunch of bars down there. Skyline views. Just go walk around down by the river. Go to uh, yeah. go to like the hideaway or something. They'll have the game on TV down there too. Go bum around. That's what I would do. Definitely go to a Twins game. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Um, yeah, you know, I might go sightsee a bit, but then I would for sure go and see my friends at Surly. Yes. Because that's a great um, place to sit and, uh, and if nothing else, people watch Yes, yes. So there, our, our cabinet is expanding. We just added a few I love people this. to the... So our cabinet's uh, how, how strong now? How many So strong? we now have, it looks like uh, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13. We have 14 positions filled in the Vikings Twitter and Purple Daily cabinet here. Okay, so I, I feel like we need an East Coast wing as well. Because yeah. if, if we got the West Coast filled, I feel like we need an East Coast, perhaps a South Florida? International too, dude. We don't forget about oh, you're international. Right. Yeah, the people from like G- Germany and stuff. Yeah, l- let's get that filled. I feel like the <laughs> yeah. world needs to be filled. We need to. We need Moritz Boringer needs to join the cabinet. <laughs> yes, oh, I like this. So yeah, so yeah. Keep your listen. Keep your resumes coming. All right. You know, if you if you have a specific job you're looking to apply for, some people have asked too. Who made you the CEO yeah. of Vikings? I was just going to ask you that. Explain that to me. How Phil. are you the? You're the, you're just Mackie's just the CEO of Vikings Twitter. Thinks he runs the show. Listen, the the talk to the board of advisors. The yes, the the board of directors, I should say. Yeah, the board of directors voted me CEO, and I take it yes. very seriously. And it was so a shocking. If you, have, if you have a problem with me being thing. the CEO, then you know, a you're you're fired. But but b go talk to the board of directors of Vikings Twitter. Yeah. A shocking change too, because I mean, you were up against some let's just say stiff competition. Oh, and the board was, uh, came back with your name, and we were all like, "Whoa, are you sure? Are you?" Oh, can sure? he I handle mean, that? There, there were some folks at the flagship up for this very same job, and like you, out of nowhere, got it. And and there's resentment, anger, but most importantly, you got to be on board, or Phil will fire you. I think. I think you know, the board of directors felt like I brought a more fair and balanced view on the Minnesota Vikings and Vikings Twitter and was willing to <laughs> potentially have difficult conversations for breakfast when the team needs it and when Vikings Twitter needs it. Fair and balanced. Thanks, Bill Riley. Uh, all right. Tyler Sternhagen via the Scorner app says, Sports Dad, F yeah. these guys. I'm oh. 31 and F this false purple positivity BS. Call it like it is. I seriously almost take everything you say, Sports Dad, as 100% facts. I wish we could do our own Frankenstein experiment where I could take your brain and put it in my head and hold your vast sports knowledge for a day. Uh, Keep up the good takes, and honestly, I need more. Uh, I love it. And then Ben Siacha, or Siaka, via the Scornoth app, says, per Judd being labeled a bully, quote-unquote, I want to thank all of you for your purple sobriety regarding Kellen Mond and Sean Mannion. There are too many people out there who would rather have a purple pillow fight and deny reality with tickles and giggles rather than deal with the truth. It's too bad we live in an era where people misinterpret constructive criticism as pessimism and purple persecution. Judd is not a bully. He is a brief truth teller. Purple Daily's realism is what drew me in. Your honest assessments are what keep me listening. If we want to win a Super Bowl before we die, we must maintain truth even if it hurts. Keep up. The good work. Wow, dude. Wow. Thank you. That's good stuff. That's good stuff. Yeah, exactly right. You know what? I keep saying this. Do not believe the false purple prophets. A lot of a lot of false purple purple prophets trying to sell you on things that aren't going to be good. Ultimately, yeah, this is the goal is very simple. 
a Super Bowl title. And I will say this. Um, O'Connell made enough comments in discussing the roster cuts that I, I liked. I mean, it was, it was certainly not frontal, but it was stuff I liked. Like, I love to hear, I love it when a coach will say, and I don't know if he'll continue this thread, but it, it's a great thread, Phil, when a coach will just honestly say it would be unfair to play him. Like, that's yeah. as harsh of criticism as you can have, but that's what, that's exactly how they think. And the fact he shares that to me is a thousand percent being on the right track. It is, I, uh, I mean, it is. Do you think about how demoralizing that would be to hear if you're Kellen Mond or Sean Mannion? I mean, he was saying it more about Kellen Mond specifically, yep. but he's he's telling you he almost feels bad for you yes. how unprepared you are to go into an NFL game. Yes. So instead of being a you know a D word and just saying hey he's not good enough, he comes out with this brilliant sympathetic tone. Mm-hmm. And says, "Yeah, we just we care about all these players. We love all the work that they've put in, and we just decided it would just it would not be fair to Kellen. And he's growing as a human and as a player, but it would not be fair to Kellen to put him into a game. He would be one bad hit away from going into a game, and that just that just wouldn't be fair to him." Translation: He's garbage. Yes, yeah, and <laughs> right. and what he didn't and what he didn't say, but by extension, he sort of did say is this. The sentence does not end with, it wouldn't be fair to Mond. The sentence ends with, it wouldn't be fair to Mond or the team. Yes. But I love, but I mean, he's right. And that's exactly what I want to hear. (laughs) Like, like he is saying, like, this is why for all that, that we might've complained, I don't think our show did at the time, but for all, you know, how could you trade a first round pick for Bradford? And he ended up being hurt the next year. I mean, you gave up a first round pick. And we talked about this at the time because it's not fair to the team to play Sean Hill. Mm-hmm. Now you could have done a better job of being prepared if something if 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 you had been prepared for not what happened, but if you had said okay, if Teddy has to miss four games, um, so so it's a demerit on the Vikings that they weren't prepared for that. But that trade was made because that was a pretty good team on paper, and it wouldn't be fair. Like that's the that's one position where. Hell, you know what? It wasn't fair, and this is what I said last year too, Phil. Ole Udo being moved to guard and playing there was not fair to the entire team or Agreed. him. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, those are the things that fans it's are like. It's not fair to you? Cousins. It's not no. fair to Jefferson. It's, it's not fair to yeah. the guys it's on not defense. Fair to, not fair to Bradbury, Anybody. although Bradbury's part of the – at this right, point, but, it's unfair to the team that Bradbury is still the starting center. <laughs> but when Wyatt Davis shows up out of shape, and I don't know if he just didn't care or what, but anyway – there, there was clearly a, a feeling when they drafted him that he was going to step in at right guard. And when you go, oh, my God, he can't play. And then you call up Ole Udo, poor guy at Holmes, like I'm a backup tackle, right? And they're like, oh, no, you're going to play right guard. That's not fair. Yep. Yep. So, um, well, there you go. Uh, we appreciate all of your your feedback, your comments, the some of the positive comments, man. We, we really appreciate that. And we're happy to add a handful of more members to the Vikings Twitter and Purple Daily cabinet. Some C level, some vice presidents in there, some senior advisors, some really, some really good stuff here from all of you. And that's a wrap on today's episode of Purple Daily, Daily Vikings Entertainment. Don't forget Vikings Ventline, the most fan friendly and interactive show in all of Minnesota sports, exclusively on the Purple Daily YouTube channel, right after Vikings games are over. Week one against the Packers should be festive, win or lose. And uh, we're looking forward to that presented by our friends at Surly Brewing Company. So we'll see you guys tomorrow 
on Purple Daily, Daily Vikings Entertainment.